and get your money right We gon' need your mind Bills and things, hopes and dreams One step at a time It's the queen blueprint Hey Royals, it's Queen Candice, your favorite money management specialist And you're tuned into Cream Academy The safe space for black money stories Guess what month it is Just take a really, really wild guess No? Can't get it? It's home ownership month. Woo! So you know I had to bring in the heavy hitters this month to help me elaborate on the home buying process and the home buying experience overall, right? Because that is a special thing in and of itself. <laughs> but first, we'll start with a sweet introduction to this week. Join me after this short commercial. It's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between. You want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. So go visit my girl, Queen Candace, at the Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter money moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE. And this month, we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite financial topics, home ownership. Real estate is one of the top three ways to create and generate wealth. It's a close second to stocks and followed by, of course, building a business, right? Hello, the queen blueprint, you know. <laughs> we'll definitely have a few episodes to cover both of these topics. But I wanted to start here because not only is it home ownership month, but becoming a homeowner was the driving force in clearing my debt. That is what actually kept me motivated in the process. Um, besides the thought of being like, hey, I can actually use my money for me now. Um, <laughs> the actual driving force was the fact that I had to leave my family's home um, and we will get into that in season two. So do stay tuned because that is a very, very um, good discussion that we all need to have within the black community about selling grandma's house. So stay tuned for that. Stick with me, okay? <laughs> um, so today I'm going to share my first time home buying experience with you. And I'm going to start with that and then move on into the three ways I prepared myself for the process and then close it out with an exciting announcement I have for you. So if this is your first time getting the royal treatment and being introduced to me, I'll catch you up to speed very briefly as we have a lot to cover in our very first episode, guys. We made it. We made it. The Queen Blueprint is on your TV screen, is on your phone screen, live in living color, okay? So we have a lot to cover on our first episode, but for those of you just 
tuning in and who don't actually know who the heck Queen Candace is, I'm going to tell you about my money story. Um, and then we'll get into my first time home buying experience, that money story, okay? So I had always been somewhat good with my finances, despite my family not being the most financially literate. And I grew up on the public assistance system, and we really didn't learn much about money except the fact that there was never enough of it, right? So my mom always seemed to never be home because she had to go out and get it, right? We don't got no money. She has two kids. She has to feed and make sure it's okay. She's out there going to get the money, right? Um, and tax time was always a free-for-all for the things we were denied all year long. So what I mean by that is like my mom would always say like tax time is our time, right? So all of the toys that I had asked for, and I was a real tech head. I'm still kind of a tech head. I love electronics. That is something that is like beyond interesting to me. Um, nerd. <laughs> disclosure um so all of the things that she wasn't able to provide for me and my sister was a sneakerhead so all of the sneakers name brand shirts and things that she wanted to get my mom came and she made sure that with those taxes she got us what we wanted not only that but she also like upgraded some things in the apartment so she would upgrade the couch like almost every year um almost every two years we get a new tv for what reason i have no idea <laughs> You don't need a new TV every two years, guys. Um, <laughs> but that is a story in and of itself. So in 2014, I broke up with my high school sweetheart and something that I already had felt was broken inside of me completely shattered. So I did go to school for psychology. I do have my bachelor's in psychology. And so that is why I'm getting into the financial therapy field. And I kind of already knew that something was going on with me, which is why I wanted to study psychology in the first place. It intrigued me to find out what was actually going on in my brain, what was going on with my emotions and my body. And um, I already had an annotation that, yeah, Candace, you might have an anxiety disorder because these panic attacks that pop up out of nowhere is bizarre. Um, <laughs> of course, at the time, I didn't know panic attacks was even a word. I was in middle school at that time. But um when I graduated high school and went on to college to get my psych degree, um, this was when, of course, me and my high school sweetheart were still together. And so I was like trying to figure out what was going on with me to actually understand myself and give myself some clarity on how I can become a better person. Because what I was going through and what I was doing definitely was not the road that I wanted to go down. And it, it impacted my relationship a lot. I will say that. Um, and so part of, and my finances, right? So I was an emotional spender. I like to swipe every time I got upset. Um, and that will be something that we dive deeper into as well. Because I know there are a lot of emotional spenders out there. So if you are watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on Facebook, I want you to drop one in the chat. Hey, that's me. Uh, ES, right? For emotional spender. Um, <laughs> so... Um, I, I went and got the help and I got diagnosed and that helped me in shifting my mindset and understanding where my financial decision making was coming from in conjunction with just one, not having financial knowledge at all. No one sat me down and taught me about finances, one. Um, two, having a mother 
who um, was literally just surviving, right? She was just living paycheck to paycheck and she didn't have any financial literacy at all, which is why she had none to pass down to me. And um, that also paired with the fact that I'm an emotional spender and I do have a mental illness that does come into play and affects my financial decision-making as much as it does my emotions and my other decision-making, right? So I had been emotionally triggered. And so by 2017, I had quickly racked up about 50K in debt. I'm going to repeat that one more time because you probably didn't hear it. I had racked up 50K debt. Now, this was a combination of credit cards. Um, this was car loans. Uh, this was a small student loan that I had taken out. Um, and so I had racked up about 50K in debt. I finally said that I can't keep living this way anymore and began clearing my debt through research and trial and error. So in 2018, I finally paid off the last 20K, established the Queen Blueprint LLC to help my community understand financial literacy, get acquainted with financial planning, and build a better relationship with money through financial therapy, right? Then I did something extraordinary, at least extraordinary in my community and where I came from, right? Um, I purchased my first home at the end of that very same year at the age of 26. Yes, I purchased my first home at the age of 26. Um, and so that is the lovely story that we are going to dive into today. And I won't say the process was easy because it most certainly was not. And it was actually quite stressful. So the home buying process is as much a financial process as it is an emotional situation and experience as well. But you should hope for the best while preparing for the worst, right? So let's prep together after the commercial break. so confident in attempting to purchase my first home on my own is because I found this first time home buyer program that I thought was, you know, definitely going to be my savior. So for the sake of not being sued for defamation or any other legal terms, I did attend a legal high school. So I don't know about that stuff and I'm trying to stay away from it. So <laughs> for legal purposes, we'll call them emeralds. So Emerald had this amazing program where you went in for a home buyer workshop and they taught you the entire process in one day, right? Then you would go to their local branch and get started with a counselor to get a mortgage at a below market value rate, which means, which, you know, just means 
they made an amazing deal with the banks to have a lowered interest rate and better loan terms. Not necessarily the negotiation of the price of the home itself, right? So you could get a home at FHA rates while processing and possessing a conventional loan, which is accepted everywhere for any type of property. FHAs are not always accepted everywhere. Like when I went to go buy my condo, they were like, I hope you have a conventional loan because FHA ain't gonna work here. And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> so really quick, an FHA is an, ins an insured loan, right? With the US Federal Housing Administration mortgage insurance backed mortgage loan, which is provided by an FHA approved lender. Now, Emerald supposedly walked you through the entire process and provided resources. The catch? You had to live in the home for the life of the loan, and you couldn't own any other property. So this is, you know, not for people who are interested in real estate investing, which is fine. Not everyone has to build wealth using multiple properties. There's a ton of different ways to, to build generational wealth. Okay. So for a while, I thought that was me until I got a bit more educated and said, oh, no. I need to make general generational wealth, you know, uh, the only tangible way that I could see at that moment, which was real estate investing, because that's what I had been researching a lot. <clears throat> so what turned me off about Emerald was their inconsistency, their terrible customer service and lack of support, which they had so very loudly boasted about having. Like they were like, we're going to hold your hand through this process. We're going to have your back. We are here for you. But I did not have that experience whatsoever. <laughs> so I ended up not going with that company, but I was still able to find a real estate agent through them that did help me through the process. He's totally amazing. <laughs> so I, I like what they did because they had each real estate agent present to the group. So there was a group of us there in their office. And so you got to kind of understand not only their method and technique, but their personality as well. And that's very important when you're picking your real estate agent, because they're the people who are going to be working with you literally for months, right? So you want to make sure this goes well. This relationship that we have is going to be mutually beneficial and fun and, you know, professional for the most part. <laughs> We were uh, able to ask them all questions and then decide which real estate agent we wanted to contact. So I met a pretty, like a really dope real estate agent. We bumped heads a little bit in the beginning because he was really trying to get me into a house. But something my boss at the time had said to me really resonated with me. So she had said, you don't real, really realize, like, because, you know, I'm young and I'm thinking I can take on the world. Woo! But she had already been through the process multiple times. And so she was, you know, really um, trying to get me to understand how much work goes into a house. 
right? And you don't really totally get that until you get into one and you're like, holy crap, this is too much for me, right? <laughs> so sure, the idea of a house is beautiful, but you really have to take care of every single thing. So for me, I'm five foot three, right? Um, I've been in several car accidents, which we will get into in a few seasons. We'll get into them. Seven car accidents, by the way, guys. So stay tuned. It's going to get interesting. <laughs> um, so me being of small stature um, and, you know, not completely able-bodied, <laughs> things like shoveling the, stu- the, the snow, um, mowing the lawn, cleaning every single room because you don't want dust and things building up in places. It's really gross. Um, clearing the gutters taking on a plumbing issue, like owning a home is a lot of work to do all by yourself. Because remember, I was doing this solo. There was no parents coming with me. There's no siblings. There's no roommates. There's no nothing. I'm doing this all by myself. So I said, you know what? You're right. Let me at least open my mind to the possibility of owning a condo instead, because I was really stuck on this like American dream, white picket fence, really big backyard. I had lived in a, in a, two bedroom apartment my entire life. So I was just like, bruh, I don't want to do that no more. So I had a couple of stipulations. And one of those stipulations was that the condo, I didn't want it to feel like I was stuck in another apartment. Right. So a little way around that was to find a duplex (laughs) or a really nice, you know, community with like a pool or something. So I opened my mind to the possibility of owning a condo instead, not a co-op because you never truly own a co-op. So I told my real estate agent and he was just like, I don't know about that, but that's only because he'd never sold a condo before. So he was in his, an entire different element with me. And because you guys can tell I'm a very headstrong woman, (laughs) I was like, where are you going to have to figure this out? So I looked through his database and I found a few in the same complex relatively close to the houses that he'd been hell-bent on showing me, right? So long story short, I found my condo, right? Woohoo! yeah. First shot out the gate. And I was like, this is it. I kept asking, like he kept, so he kept asking if like I was sure and if I didn't want to see other places, but I felt it, like literally felt it in my bones, guys. I felt it in my bones. This is my house. This is it. Duplex, really huge. I was in love, right? But (laughs) his concern came in because the place was an absolute dump, right? Um, But it was the only condo that we had looked at with a second floor. So it was the duplex. And it was at a really great price because the sellers were really motivated. So it's a huge duplex with an open layout. Um, huge bedroom, upstairs bathroom, small kitchen, dining room area, living room area. And then downstairs, there's a huge enough space to have a decent sized office. Remember, this is the start of TQ. So I'm like, yes, I actually have a place to be and, you know, have it have a home, right? There's a half bath downstairs and a small roomy laundry room. It's a big part of, I was just a teensy bit spoiled in our poor (laughs) lifestyle. We did actually have um, a washer in the home and we usually air dried our clothes, but I was like, bruh, I cannot be doing no laundry mat. Like that is not my life. I do not live like that. So I was like really happy to find a laundry room in this condo. I'm like, oh, this is it. So 
he gets on the phone with the seller's agent and talks him down 10K right away. Because like I said, this place is a complete and total dump. It smells funny. Um, the appliances were disgusting. The kitchen was basically like about to fall off the hinges and everything. There was disgusting carpet everywhere. There was so much carpet to pull up, guys. So much bar carpet. Uh, gross. So like I said, place was an absolute dump. And I definitely had to renovate the entire condo top to bottom, but at the price I got it at, I didn't even care. So now because the owner had passed due HOA fees and taxes, there was a bit of issues and back and forth with the paperwork, not to mention the actual seller was in the hospital, barely gripping to life. So it took two and a half months to seal the deal, but I finally got my condo at my amazing price, barely put any money down and spent well under 10K for my closing costs. I could go deeper than that, but I'll save that for another episode. <laughs> when we come back, I'll share the three ways I prepped for the home buying process. rocking with me, your favorite money management specialist here on Cream Academy. Before the break, I shared my home buying story with you all. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> There's definitely much more to the story, but we'll get into that later. As promised, I am going to share the three ways I prepared for the home buying process. You guys ready? You ready? All right. First and foremost, I prepped my finances right? Like you can't buy a house if your financial situation is in shambles. It's not possible. That is a pipe dream. <laughs> so I cleared all my debt except a very small, very small portion of my car loan. And that's a secret I'll keep till the end of the episode for why I did that. Then I reorganized my finances with a strict cash flow budget. This way, I can prove to the bank I know how to manage my money and that their loan can be repaid. Secondly, I did my research, right? So I looked into the market I was getting into because I was going to an entirely different um, an entirely different market. So this was another state. I was moving to another state all by myself, doing all the stuff myself. So I had to do a lot of market research. So I searched for grants and first-time homebuyer programs, which is how I got involved with Emerald. Remember them from segment one? <laughs> And I looked at the pros and cons of buying a house versus a condo. Being informed is the best weapon you have to arm yourself against folks who may try to take advantage of you. Because not everyone has your best interests at heart. So make sure you know and understand what you're getting yourself into financially as well as emotionally. You may be going to another city or state like I did or even further away from your family and you want to definitely prepare yourself for that mentality and like 
that emotional stress it may put on you when you first move, right? Last but certainly not least, I stacked my money. Even if you're going after grants or someone is helping you out or you're getting a settlement that will be cashed in, or even if you have money in your 401k to take out and use towards your primary home, you should still have at least 10k saved before purchasing your home. Why 10k? Because you have to take into consideration all the other things you have to pay for besides the down payment for the house. What about your inspection fees? You may have to pay those multiple times depending on the property or if you have to look into multiple properties, right? Your appraisal for the house, attorney fees, things that may go bump in the night during the process of closing the deal, you never really know. So you want to make sure you're prepared regardless. And if nothing goes wrong, perfect. Now you have a little 10K nest egg to get things started in your home. Make small improvements or store away into an, one of my favorite things, emergency funds, right? Either way, having that 10K will come in handy. So I said I would reveal the reason why I saved a little bit of my car loan. And I will be happy to reveal that at my... Pause for dramatic effect. Free virtual first time home buyer workshop. Yes. And it is happening this Saturday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Please head to thequeenblueprint.com slash homebuyer to RSVP for the link. This is something you definitely do not want to miss, okay? <laughs> it's going to be absolutely amazing. And the virtual platform itself is really super dope. I will be facilitating the workshop, and this is information you'll be able to utilize in any market. Let me repeat that because I have gotten so many frequently asked questions about, is this home buying workshop just for New York? Is this home buying workshop just for New Jersey? Is this home buying workshop just for Philadelphia? Is this home buying workshop just for the East Coast? Listen, listen to me now. <laughs> The home buying process is, you know, it, it, it is what it is, right? So it stays pretty much the same in the order in how things are done in procedure-wise. Those things remain the same. So the workshop that I'll be providing will be able to be used in any market, okay? And I'm taking every bit of information that I have learned thus far and tossing it all up in there in a nice little bowl of soup and handing it off to you guys to use for your own home buying journey. Okay? So, dope, dope things. Like I said, nice little soup. I will also be sharing all of my little secret tips and tricks to how I was able to accomplish purchasing my first home all on my own with no co-signer at the age of 26. Not only that, but I also have a spectacular wealth of knowledge in all of the financial specialists that will be joining me. So have a New York City real estate agent. She's super dope as well because, you know, I started off my process with her. I also you know, fun fact, have known her since high school. And so she's always been this really bubbly, beautiful spirit walking the earth. 
And she genuinely cares about helping people out. And she actually takes the time to learn and keep learning, you know, like updating her educational status, not like other real estate agents who are just like, well, man, I've been doing this for 10 years. I got this. Whatever, man. Things change. Markets change. Laws change, which uh, real estate laws actually did change right at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, a couple of laws changed within real estate. And so she's very updated on all of those federal and state and local, you know what I'm saying? Uh, laws that have changed and passed. So she's wealth of knowledge. Love her, love her, love her. And you guys already know the credit specialist that I rock with, okay? <laughs> Mr. Fico Finesse himself will be here to guide us through, you know, um, what why credit is so important in the home buying process and how that looks and how you should prep your finances prior to going to, you know, those loan doors and getting it and making sure that everything is in order for that. We have one of my favorite financial specialists. Don't tell the others. <laughs> she is my tax specialist who I actually trusted to do my taxes and she is super, super dope. She also does financial literacy classes and wealth building classes and knows about stocks. So she's a wealth of knowledge. The real estate attorney that I have is another promote her sister who is super freaking dope. She has been doing this for, I don't even know how long. She's been doing it forever. She actually has her own real estate group where they talk about real estate and helping black people and getting it started, okay? So you guys definitely want to be there for that. Real estate investor. She is also a promote her sister. Super, super dope. She makes deals nationally and internationally, so she can help you with those market-specific questions that you may have. Her and uh, the real estate attorney as well. General contractor that I actually use, my personal general contractor is going to teach you guys about um, Tips and tricks for like, you know, actually what will go on in the house, things that you may need to fix because I actually did a lot of renovations and he did them for me. And he was great at teaching me, you know, little tidbits for myself in my condo for how to upkeep things and what looks really pretty if I wanted to resell and things like that. What brings value to it? So definitely make sure. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold up. Forgot about me. Duh. Your favorite money management specialist. Uh, I'm a wealth of knowledge, too. <laughs> so definitely make sure you come through. Doesn't matter, you know, when you plan on buying, you still need this information. So Royals, you already know what time it is. Your story is the key to unlocking financial healing in our culture. If I decided not to share my money story, so many people would not know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> So please share it with me and let's work on changing the narrative together by going to thequeenblueprint.com slash QBTV and following me on Instagram at thequeenblueprint. Thank you all for tuning in. And remember, if it costs your peace, it's too expensive. We gonna get your money right. We gonna need your mind. Bills and things, hopes and dreams, one step at a time. It's the Queen Blueprint. Blueprint. Welcome to the Smooth